Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast, where as a church, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So if you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend worship experience. We'd love for you to stay connected with us by visiting us at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. Thanks for being with us, and we really hope you enjoy this message. The title for the Legacy series that we're going to be in is called Crosswalk. Crosswalk. And I, I got to give you the vision behind it and the inspiration behind it. I, I saw this picture of Shibuya. What was it, Jorge? Shibuya, Shibuya what? Crossing. Shibuya Crossing. Can we show this picture of Shibuya Crossing? This is a street in Tokyo, y'all. Shibuya Crossing. And can you notice the shape in the middle there? It's in the shape of a what? Come on, we're interactive today. This is the shape of a what? And here's what, here's what God told me to tell you. When, when I saw that cross, he said, he said, he said JJ, t- tell the church, in the same way that the shape of that cross formed a crosswalk, I want you to know that Jesus' sacrifice created a cross. When Jesus walked with his cross, his crosswalk made a crosswalk. Jesus' sacrifice ended up being the bridge that bridged death to life that bridge sick to healed, that bridge emptiness to fullness, that bridge broken to restored. And in the same way Jesus' sacrifice, his crosswalk became a crosswalk. God said, Journey Church's sacrifice on December 5th is going to be a crosswalk. It's going to help bridge for people who have been hurting and desperate and lonely. And it's going to bridge family and healing and, and restoration and faith. I believe it. It's going to be a crosswalk. And so here's what we're going to do during this series. It's going to sound real fun. We're going to study five of the most famous walks in the Bible. Yeah. Sound fun? It shouldn't. It should sound boring. I mean, walks? Come on, walks? Tell me about the runs. I mean, you know, the runners. Because typically, hey, the people who make history are not the walkers, but the runners. Isn't it? In the, in the, the runners, the one who make history, the ones that, the sprinters, the ones that run in the sprint, or the one that runs the marathon, or the one that runs into battle, or the one that runs the company, or the one that runs the, the, the country, we love to exalt all those who run. But when I look at Jesus' life, John chapter 7, verse 1, here's what it says, and Jesus, put it on the screen, come on, Kanye. Come on, that was pre-saved. He said it. Jesus, not ran, not run. And so the first walk I want us to examine as a church is the Jesus walk. And I'm not, that, 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 let me just correct, that is not like the newest dance move for your TikTok. That's not what that is. The Jesus walk. No, that's not it. That's not it. No, it's the revelation that if anybody ought to have been in a hurry in his life, it should have been Jesus. You want to talk about a deadline. Get it? Dead. Line. Come on, that's a church joke. You got to get it. That's funny. I don't care what you say. And you want to talk about deadlines? My man Jesus had a deadline. He had to die by, the thir- by 33 years old on Passover in order to fulfill all the prophecies. And before he did that, he had to fulfill every Old Testament prophecy about him. He had to speak every word that would become a part of the New Testament. He had to raise up 12 disciples 
And he had to heal all the people that needed to heal in his ministry. And he had to get it done by a certain day. But with all that said, never once in the Bible, I looked, y'all, never once in the Bible do you see the words, and Jesus made haste. <laughs> and, and Jesus walked quickly. And Jesus ran after. Never in the Bible do you see the words, Jesus ran. In fact, even when he chose his mode of communication, of, of transportation, he decided to ride a donkey. <laughs> Were all the animals? Jesus could have been the first person to ride an ostrich. You know, just boom, 80 miles an hour. He picked a donkey, and you ain't never seen a donkey run. His whole life just. His whole I'm like, bro, you're gonna die soon. Let's go. Pick it up, just his whole life. What, maybe that's why he created the world in seven days. When if you think about it, he had the power to make it in one. But if he did that, he would have laid a template out for you that change can happen overnight. So he said, I gotta do it. I gotta do it for them the way I want them to do it for them. I gotta show. Maybe he created day one and he was like, mm, I like it. No rush, no hurry, no scurry, no flurry, just I like it. Maybe day two, he made day two. He was like, mm, I like this too. Here, maybe that's why he came to earth at the age of a baby instead of coming to earth at the age of 33. Have you ever thought about that? If he needed to be 33 years old to save the world and die at 33, bro, why not just skip? The 33, why not just come down post-puberty? Why not just come down full beard? You know, if I'm in Jesus and I'm in heaven, I'm like, Father, Holy Spirit, we're getting this done tomorrow. I'm not, not going through diapers. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing that. <laughs> not going through diapers. We're going to save the world tomorrow. But no, he wanted to take, he wanted to, he actually wanted to become a baby so that he could learn how to. So that he could model the process of maturation in life. Cannot skip walking. Cannot skip walking. Jesus walked in a world that runs. Jesus walks. That's why the title of today's message, Crosswalk is the series, the title of the message is Walk, Don't Run. Walk, Don't Run. Is it about walk, don't run, don't run, walk. In the New International Version, we only find the word run 105 times. Now, you might say 105 times. That's a lot of times. Not when you compare it to the word walk. We find the word walk in the Bible 211 times. So that means it is exactly in the Bible twice as many times as run plus one. God was just rubbing it in. I want you to get this. That's exactly twice as much. In a world that runs, Jesus walks. The world, though, they teach us to run. They teach us to push it, to grind, to go for the triple major while being 20 years old, because that's when you have the energy to do the full-time job and the part-time job and the side hustle, because you got to go, you got to go, you got to go, to put our kid in every extracurricular activity there is, because you know you cannot raise up a well-rounded human if they're not an athlete, an artist, a musician, multilingual, and voted cast president. That it's not enough to be a part of a business, but the only value you can add to your life is if you run the business. They want you to live your life with your pedal to the metal. Why wait? After all, none of us like waiting like Charlie preached last week. None of us like waiting. The other day, Liz and I decided we would not watch this show on Hulu that we really wanted to watch because it was one of those rare shows that even though we have the plan that has no ads, it still had ads. The ad was three minutes long. 
and we made a decision. We're not going to watch this, anything from this whole season because we will not wait three minutes. <laughs> Nobody likes waiting. And so we run. The world says, run, run, run to fame, run to achievement, run to riches, make it happen. But you got to be careful because in every pool in America, there's some words written on the side. Be careful. Don't run. If you got kids, you know what you shout at them. Once they learn to walk, you're happy. But when things get hard is when they learn to run. Be careful. It can get hurt. Why? Because when we run, we can run into. You can get hurt running. Liz and I were trying to train our dog, Honey, to stay when we open up the door. Because a lot of times we would open up the door and she would book it. She'd get hit by a car, something like that. So we watched this thing online on how to train your dog. And it was really cool. What it said was you have to, you have to open the door slowly and then when, tell the dog place. And then when the dog makes some you know, steps towards the door, you close it again. Then they go back and you open it again and then they run and you close it again. And then you open it. And then once you have it open, they get used to it and then they just stay. So I was like, that seems easy. Let's do that with honey, babe. So we tried doing that with honey. But word to the wise. If you're going to do this with your dog, don't practice this with a sliding glass door. So we got the sliding glass door and we're like, uh-uh, 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 And then I had it open and she was there. And then somebody said something in the house that made her think I said, okay. So she ran, but I had not said pay. So I closed the sliding glass door. <sighs> Please don't call Peter. Don't call the puppy Popo, she's fine. But she slammed into that sliding glass door so hard, I thought my dog died. She was good. She was good. She was happy. She looked at me like, you know how dogs are, you know, like, that was fun. Let's do it again. You know, I was like, it's okay. Let's not do that again. I'm a terrible dog trainer. But she ran into it because she was, when you run, you can hurt yourself because you run into things that are not supposed to, you're not supposed to be going through. Sometimes in an effort to solve the pain that you're going through in life, you will run to the mall and run into debt to buy something to make you feel better. Because you don't want to wait for healing, so I'm going to go ahead and purchase because shopping makes me feel good. Sometimes if you're not careful, you will run into a bad relationship because you didn't have the time to see the signs that were on the way. You ran right past the red flags. You didn't notice them. Sometimes because of FOMO, fear of missing out, we'll run into a bad business deal or an investment because you want to get rich quick. And, and, and now that you're in that business deal and it's not what it was, and you're in that investment and it's not what it was, now all you've done is replace FOMO with FOMO. And that's not more FOMO for all my Dominicans out here. That's not what I said. I said FOMO. Yeah, fear of missing out, FOMO. Here's fear of, here's FOMO. Fear of never getting out because now you're stuck in something that you see no escape from. Sometimes we're in such a rush, we'll run to say yes to something, to please a person without first taking the time to measure whether or not we have the capacity to fulfill our commitment. But we'll just say, yes, yes, absolutely. You need something, I'm there for you. And then you realize now you're going to miss your kid's birthday party because you say yes to help this person move when you should have looked at your calendar. But running, running, running. When we run, we can hurt ourselves. We run into. We got to be careful because when we run, we can run past. Not just, and that should not, yeah, run past. There you go. Run past. Run past. You got to be careful. You can miss it. I remember my first unofficial date with Liz, my first unofficial date, we were at my, her, her brother-in-law Mark's house, and we went outside, 
And I want to say, would you like to go for a walk? She said, yeah. So we went for a walk. And in this walk in her neighborhood, it was a short walk. We're walking. And I'm walking like this. And if you've ever hung out with my wife, you would know. She walks like this. She's walking so fast. And I'm behind her like... So I didn't want to be disrespectful because this was our first unofficial date. I just said, excuse me. I said, where are we going? Are we going somewhere? I don't think you understand the purpose of this walk. This is not a destination we are trying to arrive to. This is a journey we are supposed to enjoy. She said, oh, I'm sorry. That's just the speed that I walk. I said, well, you need to slow down. Can you imagine if she would have just walked out? She would have missed all this. She would have missed it because she was walking. This is what I'm saying. All y'all single ladies, listen, when church is over, you need to walk to your car. You need to stay till the very, very, very end of service. And then when you get out of your chair, you need to come down very, very slowly. And you need to walk into the lobby. And you need to walk around the lobby just long enough for the 12 o'clock service to get here. Just in case you don't like what you're working with at this service, you never know what's in the next one. All I'm saying is, hear me, are, are we walking so fast we miss the blessings that are around us? You know what's interesting to me is that when you walk, you walk like this. Notice the posture of my hands. But when you run, you run like this. Notice the posture of my hands. How can you receive anything with close fists? What if the Bible says, ask and you shall receive? And then we're like, well, I asked. But the other part of asking is receiving. Receiving is an active thing as well. You cannot receive when you're in a rush. You cannot receive when you're running. You can run past. And here's the last one. And when we run, we can run out. Oof, have you ever ran out? Oh my gosh, ran out of energy, ran out of strength. It's so funny. You ask someone how they're doing, and you will get two template answers always. Answer number one is good, good. The second answer, maybe you can shout it out if you heard it, but the second one is, how you doing? And they'll go, busy. Busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. But you know what's crazy to me about that answer? Like, when I asked you it, you were just standing there. Have you taken a second to just reflect on that? Like, oh, you busy? <laughs> I thought we were in the lobby, just standing. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, you busy? I thought we were having coffee. I'm sorry, are you busy? Until you understand that your feet don't have to be moving for your mind to be running. Some of y'all are sitting down right now, but your mind is on all the things you got to do when this service is over. That's why we can wake up, get eight hours of sleep, and be exhausted. Because we were running through all of the nightmare scenarios that might happen in our life because of we wake up tired and exhausted. I think that's why mental health is at the peak of illness that it's at right now. Because we live in a world that's run, 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 run. Can't do it. Can't live your life that way. I want to say it again. In a world that runs, God wants us to walk. There is another way to live life. And I know you learned this when you were one years old, but in case you didn't, today you're going to learn. I mean, you did. You obviously did. You're here today. I want to teach you how to walk again. Walk the way Jesus walked. Number one, if you're taking notes, here's how you got to walk. Don't allow their pressure to affect your pace. Some of y'all like, but you don't know my mom. But you don't know my spouse. But you don't know my brothers. But you don't know Jesus' brothers. John chapter 7, we're going to meet his brothers. It was right here. Jesus walked, and now look, John chapter 7, verse 3. 
And his brother said, why don't you leave here and go up to the feast? What feast? This is the Feast of Tabernacles, also known as the Feast of Booths. It was a seven-day party. Y'all, they knew how to party in the Bible. Seven-day party. And all of the important people in all of Jerusalem would be at this party. Jesus was doing miracles in Galilee with nobody of nobodies. And his disciples are saying, hey, if you want to get famous, you need to go to Jerusalem. That's where the real people are. Do your miracles over there. Why don't you leave here and go up to the feast, look, so your disciples can get a good look at the works you do. No one who intends to be publicly known does everything behind the scenes. If you're serious about what you are doing, come out into the open and show the world. Can you feel the pressure from the brothers? Amen. If you're going to save the world, chop, chop. Let's do it. Let's get this party started. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. If you're going to rescue the world, you're the son of God, like you said, you know, you hurry up and go ahead and do what you're doing. And I love what Jesus says. Look at next door. Jesus got to come back. How many people know Jesus got to come back? He had come back king. Jesus said, Jesus came back at them and said, don't pressure me. This isn't my time. It's your time. Now he's talking about the world because according to the world, it's always time. We don't have time to dive into that. You got nothing to lose. And look what he says to his brothers. Go ahead. You go up ahead. Next verse. Go up to the feast. I'm not ready. It's not the right time for me. Ooh. He said, I know you love me and I know your family, but you don't get to, you don't get to tell me how fast I'm living in life. You don't get to, I need a quick volunteer. Who have we got here? Yeah, come on, Emilio, help me out real quick. Emilio, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to walk with me. You ready to walk with me? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's walk. Awesome. Awesome. Good job, Emilio. Thank you. Good job, Emilio. Good job. Good job, Emilio. Good job, Emilio. Good job. Good job, Emilio. Good job, Emilio. Emilio. Yeah. Why are you walking so fast? Because you're walking fast. Say it again. You're walking fast. Say it to my mic again. You're walking fast. So you're walking fast because I'm walking fast? Yeah. I think if you took the time to reflect on the reason why you're running like you're running in life, you would realize it's not that you want to run. You would actually prefer to walk and take your time, but you are allowing the pace of another person to set a pace for your life that's now got you trying to keep up with their expectations. And keep up with their pace. Except you're not keeping up with their pace by looking to the side. You're keeping up with their pace by looking. Can I talk about it? Babe, babe, oh my God, babe, babe, babe. For the anniversary, they went to Jamaica. J- Jamaica, babe, babe, we gotta keep up. Babe, Jamaica, we ain't doing no more staycations, babe, okay? Disney's nice, but come on. Huh? Oh my gosh. Babe, babe, they bought a boat. We haven't even bought our kids a bike yet. <laughs> come, come on, babe, gotta, gotta keep going, come on. Babe, they retired at 35. I am 30, and I don't have anything saved up for retirement. Babe, we got to catch up. We got to go, 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 go. Hey, listen, you know why I can preach about it? Because I go through it as a pastor. I'm talking to Liz. Babe, they grew their church to 5,000 people in five years. We got to keep up, babe. We got to keep up. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Why? Who said that their pace needs to be your pace? Why are you letting another person set the pace for your life. You let them run how God created them to run, and you run how you want to run. You run your race, you let them run your race. Don't let them, don't let their pace affect your life. And while we're on it, stop trying to set the pace of other people's lives. 
I'm talking about I'm talking about all the wannabe grandmas and grandpas in church today. Uh, I, I listen. I love you, and uh, I know God loves you too. But uh, when am I getting my grandkids, honey? When am I getting my grandbabies? I need my grandbaby. Am I going to have to kidnap somebody to have grandkids? Because I. Me and Pop-Pop would really like to, that, that's what it's going to be called, Pop-Pop. Me and Pop-Pop would like, would, like, would like to have some grandkids. Hey, just because you had kids at 20 doesn't mean that they have to. Your pace is not their pace. Well, you know, now baby, you're 40 and you're still not married yet. And uh, well, I'm just saying, uh, back in my day, if you didn't get married at 40, something was up. Is something up? Are you okay? Are you all right? Because uh, let, me, let me introduce you to my friend Jerry. Jerry is not the one. You're trying to speed up the person. I don't get it. You love them, but you're trying to speed up their pace and you're going to have them running into things yeah. that they don't need to be at, but they're there just to make you happy. Yeah. Watch, watch, watch the pace. Don't run it. Do not let another person set the pace for your life. So instead of running at the pace of other people's lives, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to run at the pace of God. Now I'm going to get real practical. You ready to get real practical? I'm going to help you learn how to run at the pace of God. It's easy, but also difficult. Number one, if you want to run at the peace of God, or you want to walk, not run, walk at the pace of God, first thing you have to do is walk at the speed of your opportunity. Walk at the speed of your opportunity. In the movies, you see people, the police officer, when he tries to get into the door and the door's locked, what does he do? I'm coming in. One, two, three. And then they break through. Have you ever tried that in real life? It don't work like that. I tried to get into my house one time because I left the key out. I was like, I'm going to do like they did in the movies. I forgot it was the movies. I about broke my shoulder. The police don't even do it like that. They got the big battering ram thing. You can't just run into the wall. You're not Hulk. You're not the Superman. Here's what I'm trying to say. Don't try running into closed doors. If God wanted you to go that way, he would have made a way. But if he closed the door, don't try and break it down. Don't run through closed doors, walk through open ones. Because two things are going to happen. Either you're going to hurt yourself or worse, you'll get in. And you'll get into a room that God didn't want you to be in yet. Listen to me. The only thing that hurts more than not getting what you want is getting it before you're ready for it. A baby is great, but a baby before you're ready for it can hurt. Riches are great. But getting money before you're ready for it can kill you. You got to walk at the pace of God. When he opens up a door, that's your opportunity. That's how you know. That it's, how do I know that, that we're not running too fast by trying to get into this building and own it? How do I know that we're not running too fast by trying to open up a second location? Are you ready? This is going to boost your confidence in your pastor's leadership skills. I don't. But you know and I'll find out? This December 5th. If on December 5th, we can lose a million dollars. And then I go look at God and I go, well, now that you made a way, this must be the way. But if we don't raise a million dollars, then I'm going to let the door stay closed and I'm going to walk around the room that is this room and go, hey, whenever you're ready, Lord, I'm ready when you're ready. I'm going to walk at the pace that you have for our life. I'm not going to try and bust down closed doors. I'm going to wait for open doors and I'll walk through open doors. 
So, so you gotta walk at opportunity. But at the same time, this past week, I was offered three preaching engagements to preach at, and I said no to each and every one of them. Just this past week, I, and that happens often, and I'm not trying to big me up, I'm just letting you know. I said no, and here's why. Because you gotta balance that out. Because you can't just walk at the speed of your opportunities. Because if the devil can't stop you, sometimes he'll push you. So what the devil will do sometimes is he'll open a bunch of doors and try and get you to run through all of them. So you gotta balance out walking at the speed of your opportunities is where it gets practical with walking at the speed of your limits. You know why I said no to all those speaking engagements? Because I can't do that and be the dad I wanna be for my kid and be the pastor I wanna be for you and be the husband I wanna be for my wife at the same time. So even though there are opportunities, it's an opportunity that would lead me beyond the limits of my capacity. Can I get even more personal? If starting the business right now at this time, not saying it's not ever God's time, but if starting the business right now puts more stress on a marriage that is already falling apart, I can say with 100% confidence that business is God's will for your life today. Because why would he open a door that's gonna cause your number one ministry to fall apart, your marriage? Can I get even more personal? If God has got you in a job, or if you're in a job that it doesn't give you a day off, or when you can't sleep less than, you can't sleep more than seven hours a, a, a night, that job is not God's will for you. Why would he give you a job that would put you past the limits of the human strength that he gave you to be able to endure that job? He's not going to lead you past your limits. You got to let your limits be the things that you see. You go, okay, well, no, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to put the, I'm going to put the brakes in. I'm going to hold it. So you got to walk at the pace of God. And here's the last one. Don't allow their pressure to affect your pace, and here we close, don't allow your pace to divert you from your place. This is how you walk. One step, two step. Don't allow their pace, their, 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 their pressure to affect your pace. I'm not looking at you. Also, don't allow your pace to divert you from your place. See, here's what I mean. I think the Bible's funny, y'all. You want to hear a funny joke in the Bible? Right here. John chapter 7, verse 9. He said this and stayed on in Galilee. Stay here. Stay here on this verse. Who said this? Jesus said this. Jesus said, I'm not going. He said, go up ahead if you want. I'm not going. And stayed in Galilee. Cool, cool. That's what we would expect. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> but then look at the rest of verse 9. But then later, after he said this, and his family had gone up to the feast, he also went. Come on, that funny? He said, I'm not going. And then before the verse is finished, he said, okay, I'll go. With the feast already half over, Jesus showed up in the temple teaching. Now, we know that Jesus is not a liar. So when Jesus said he wasn't going to go, we're forced to redefine what he meant because he, he couldn't have meant I'm not going to go because he ended up going. I think what he meant is I'm going to go. I'm just not going to go when you want me to get there. Here's what he told his brothers. Now that we have the full context of scripture, I'll get there when I get there. If you could leave church with one phrase today to summarize the heart of the message that I wanted to communicate to you is this. Whatever God's plan and purpose for your life is that you know is your calling, that you know is your ministry, that you know is your dream, I want you to live with the same kind of confidence Jesus lived, where he didn't have to give anybody any explanations. He didn't have to explain why it's taking time. He didn't have to explain why he took a detour over here. He said, listen, I'm so confident that God has got that place set up for me that I will get there when I get there. I'm so confident God has the person for me that I will get there when I get there. I'm so confident God's got the ministry for me that I will get there when I get there. I'm so confident God's got the child for me that my husband and I will get there when we get there. I'm just confident. I know. Can we go one level deeper? 
Can we go one level deeper? Yeah. I want to do some fun Bible study with you. It's a little geeky. It's a little nerdy, but I love it. I love it. The distance of travel from Jerusalem to Galilee, Galilee to Jerusalem, it was a four-day trip. The party, do you remember me telling you how long the party was? Seven days. When did Jesus show up at the party? The Bible says almost halfway. It says, it says when it was halfway done. So what is over half of seven? Four. I know I lost you on the math part. Four. Hear me. He got there on the fourth day of a seven-day festival, and it was a four-day trip, which means that Jesus started his journey when most of us would have quit our journey. Jesus started his journey when the party started. And here's what God told me to tell you. Don't be discouraged if the party starts without you. At the beginning of his journey, when he saw everybody having a good time and everybody where he wanted to be and he felt like he was missing out, it would have been, I don't want you to run, but I don't want you to stop walking either. I don't want you to quit. I want you to be able to look at it and go, you know what? I'll get there when I get there. God told me to tell you the party might start without you, but it won't end without you. Not until you fulfill the purpose that he has over your life. You take your time. You pace yourself. Don't be discouraged. I know you're walking and it's taken a long time to get there, but do not allow your pace to divert you from your place. I'm talking to everybody in Journey Youth who has the dream to be a doctor. Don't let AP Bio discourage you. I know you're taking that class in high school right now, and this seems like that's a long way from being a doctor, but it is. But guess what? You just keep walking. Just one step at a time. One step at a time. I know you got dreams for ministry and God's got a church in your heart and you're going to do amazing things. Don't let serving on a team and how slow it seems to all be going divert you from the call of God that he has placed on your life. You're just walking, bro. You're just walking. It's okay. Take your time. Don't let your pace divert you from the place God has for you. He's got your back. I know you've been praying for your husband to come back to Jesus and it seems real dark right now. He just did something stupid last week and you're like, oh my God. I don't think he's ever going to give his life. But I want you to pay attention because tonight when you're brushing your teeth and he's over there in the corner, here's what you're going to hear. And I know it doesn't seem like a lot because he's just humming the song and he's off key and he don't even know the words. But don't look at it as a hum. Look at it as a... Yeah, it don't seem like a lot now, but he is on the way to becoming the spiritual leader of your house, I promise you. Don't let the pace, baby, divert you from the place. God has got a plan, and it will come to fruition. You just take your time. You just take your time. And if you are so far away from the promise that you can't even see it, let me share with you one of the most encouraging Bible verses of all time, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we, not run. You don't run by faith, you run, out by, you run by fear. When you get scared, you start running. But not in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, we by faith, not by sight, by faith. So I want to make two prayers today. The first is for those who have yet to begin a relationship with Jesus, but you know that this faith journey needs to begin today. Let me tell you the first step in faith is deciding that you want a relationship with God. And you do that by giving him your life, past, present, and future. And deciding to learn more about him. And 
come to church and get in a group and pray. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in this room today and you'd like to make that decision to follow Jesus, to make him the savior of your life, to give him everything and anything, to begin a relationship. When I say three, I want you to shoot your right hand to the sky as quick as you can all over this building. Raise your right hand. Don't look at it as a hand. Look at it as a step. One step all over this building on three. One, two, right now, three. Raise your right hand high. Jesus, I need you in my life. Come on, I see all those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. Come on, I don't even see hands. I see feet. I see people taking steps right now towards God. You won't be a different person tomorrow, but you're going to take one step towards that difference. Go ahead and put your hand down. If you raised your hand or even if you didn't, would you pray this prayer with me out loud all over the building? Father God, today I take my first step towards a relationship with you. I repent. That means I turn away from my old life and I turn to a new life. Change me, Jesus. I give you my future. I give you my present. And say this. Say this part with passion. I decide today to begin loving you with all my heart. Amen. Give it up for all those who made We hope you've enjoyed this message, and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life. Please email us at amen at journeyorl.com. And if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.